0: Yeah. He said, call, thank you, and we bless you. We thank you for your word, and we just bless and lift you up in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we thank you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we just thank you for yet another opportunity to worship and praise you, Lord, and to be blessed by your word. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name, amen. Well, only believe, amen. Amen. We can't go by how things look. We can't go by what we think, amen. Because every time we go by what we think and what we think ought to happen, we mess up. No, I think the problem is, and I'll speak from experience, that we have our own plan of how things ought to go because we're looking um, through eyes of non-faith or we're looking through eyes of in the natural natural sight and we're trying to figure out how God's going to do stuff because we don't have our spiritual eyes open amen and so God is still saying even if you see what's not there or if you're not seeing correctly just believe Amen. amen only believe and it's easier than you think and this is why the Bible always talks about childlike faith and that's what we need. We need childlike faith. Amen. We, you know, sometimes kids can't see how, how you're going to do things. But I bet you when a parent promises them something, especially the father promised them, they, they're not trying to figure out if you're going to have enough money after you pay the bills. They just want what you've promised. <laughs> and they're expecting it. And you're saying, don't they know I have to pay bills? I have to do this. But, the, but they don't care about that. They don't look at that. You know, they look at the promise, and they want the results. And this is how we need to think about God. Just look for the results. Don't look at how it's going to be done. To me, that's a good cop-out. To be like, and the Bible says, have childlike faith. But just expect God to do what he says he's going to do. And stop examining his ways, you know, or his methods, because those are his problems. And it's really not a problem to him. Amen. We need to learn to trust God. We don't always understand things all the time. So stop trying to understand. Because we won't understand some. Some things we understand. And some things we just don't. But no matter how things look. We must stand in faith no matter what. You know sometimes God will allow us to get worn out. And stop coming up with all of our bright ideas. So that he can go on and and get some faith, you know. Because sometimes we finally turn things over to him and then God says, well, finally they got tired. (laughs) So finally I can work on that little bit of faith that they mustered up because they got tired of working against me. You know, our our lack of faith works against God, especially when we're trying to do things in our own strength. And we're working against what God is trying to do. So true faith, true faith will always outlast the crisis. When you, you know when you're in real faith, biblical faith, because your faith will outlast the crisis. You know when the crisis, when everything is past and you're in faith and everything's going good, you're still there waiting on the promise. Okay. Wow. You know? Amen. Because you didn't quit. Because that last storm didn't phase you. Amen? Amen. And you're saying, uh-uh, I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting until I see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Yes. So true faith will always outlast the crisis. You know, not you quit and then the crisis passed and you look back and say, I should have st- kept going, I should have stood. And so true faith doesn't do that, amen. But true faith will be standing when the crisis has long ago had passed, you know. And so we must um, be certain of what we do not see. In other words, be certain of what you don't see. Are y'all there today? Be certain of what God hasn't shown you. Because if he said it, that's good enough. So be certain of what you cannot see. Because your eyes of, 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 of God's understanding, or however you say it, the eyes of your understanding have been enlightened. Where you are seeing with God's eyes. You're seeing with God's faith. You're not seeing in, with natural sight. So we need to make a, a purpose in our hearts to stop looking in the natural to see how a situation looks because God's not going to show us nothing. Amen. You know, sometimes when we see God work, he understands how we feel because he's very compassionate and merciful. And so sometimes if we go before him and our hearts are right, he'll show us a little something. He'll change the situation to give us a glimmer of hope to keep us hanging on. You understand? Not quitting. God is merciful. Amen. But if we're going to keep trying to muscle the situation, you know, and, and so, you know, well, I know God told me this. And I know that I know stuff will get you no preview of what's to come. Amen. And so we have to trust him. Amen. Trust him and believe him to deliver on what he has said is going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. God will bring it to pass. Daniel in the lion's den proved his faith. Amen. He didn't cop out. And yeah, so that proved him going up against Goliath, running to the battle, toward the battle, and not from the battle, proved his faith. Well, it's mighty quiet in this Presbyterian church. Amen. But thank God we haven't been in those dire situations. Abraham's faith was accounted to him as righteousness. Are y'all here? Amen. So our faith is the key to our victory. Amen. But God will work with you. He's given us the measure. So you have faith. But see we listen to these voices that tell us when we don't see anything changing. And we don't see anything that we have prayed for. The devil started to lie and tell us you don't have faith and we believe it. But God says he's given us the measure of faith. Amen. So what God told you in the, in the light. When darkness comes, believe the same thing. Don't change on what you believe. Whatever God told you when you were in faith, let me break it down. Whatever God told you when you was in a good mood. Whatever God told you when you was all right, come on God. You know, you, you got a word from the prophet and you were up. Whatever that word is, it's the same word when dark times come. When a dry spell comes. When you see nothing. Only evidence you have is what's in your heart. And this is why God places it in your heart to continue to water and keep that word alive until that time. Amen. And so you have to trust God. Trust what he said 10 years ago. 15, 20 years ago. Trust what he said because that word is still good today. You know, he didn't say that that word wasn't good. We say that. Because we don't see anything, amen. But that word is still good. You know, it, it's Pastor Barb did that teaching about it's it's sworn or with a with a sealed with an oath and a it's sealed, amen. That word is sealed and that means it can't be broken, amen. It cannot be broken. It must come to pass. That word is sealed with an oath, amen, and a promise. And so if he sealed it, then nobody can mess with it. Not even the devil. devil can't change what God is doing. So our faith must be rediscovered. And sometimes we lose it. But find it again. Find it by praying, going before the Lord and allowing him to bring you back. See, for some reason that just doesn't sound too good. You know why? To us it, it makes us feel like we failed. But that's the devil talking. Let him say, the devil's gonna say whatever he's gonna say anyway. That's his job. But it's our job to allow God a second chance to come into our hearts and re, and allow us to rediscover that faith that we thought we didn't have. Amen? And so, you know, we must stand, take a stand and don't, just don't quit. You know, maybe, you know, you can, like Paul, down but not out. <laughs> Beaten but not, I don't know, strangled but didn't die. But you know, <laughs> you have to hang in there and don't, don't give in to these, you know, to these feelings. Even if it's real and most of the time it is, but don't give in to how you feel. Don't give in to what you see. Don't give in to the situation that's in front of you. Amen. Because God's word, word is, is sealed with an oath and a promise. He swore against himself that he would just cease to exist if, if this word did not come to pass. And most of the time we're in the way. Amen. With some unbelief or some anger issues. Or something unresolved because we think God can't take care of these things. But God is on the job. He's always working for us. God is always working for us. So only believe and see the glory. This is how the glory falls. The glory falls when we only believe. When we believe, we see God's glory. Amen. We see God's best. We see what God really wants for us. When we see the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Mark 9, verse 23. Hallelujah. Mark 9, 23. You know, God can do anything, He can promise us anything, He can do anything. Now, believing God, believing is the condition for any answer prayer. That's the condition, believing. That doesn't sound too good, does it? But we can do this. It's not hard. Have that childlike faith. You know, if your supervisor promised you a raise and you get your check and it's not on there, you're going to tear that door off that, <laughs> that office. <laughs> you know, trying to get, because you were expecting, you were expecting a raise to be on your check. It's the same thing with God. And the good thing is better with God. Because he don't lie. If he promised you a raise. It's going to be on there. But people will let you down. But God never does. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He never does. He says it's a raise. It's a raise. Amen. So in. Let's see. Did I. In 23. It says Jesus said to him. If if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe that. If you can believe all things are possible to him. All things. Did it say some things except reconciliation or some things except uh, money increase in your finances? I mean, it says all things. All things are possible to him that believes. So all you have to do is get your believer oiled and maintained so that you can allow God to bless you. Amen. Not only answer prayer, but joy and peace comes from believing. Do you know when you get out of faith, isn't that the worst feeling? You feel rejected, depressed, down, you mad. When you get out of faith, you something else. Amen. A force to be reckoned with. You don't want nobody to talk to you, especially the people of the church. Don't you don't go to God. I don't I don't I don't want to be bothered. You just don't want to be bothered. And see, we never think, well, where's this feeling coming from? It's coming because we have moved out of that position of faith and expectation. And when you're not in that position and you've taken on that that um unbelief because that's what it is do you know you, you take on unrest discouragement you don't have peace because when you are in right standing with God that brings peace and it brings joy but when you're not in right standing well I pray I ain't talking about that I'm talking about you ain't in right standing with God when you're not in faith because it's like you drop the ball And on the inside, you can feel it. It's the worst feeling in the world. And you somehow feel like a failure. That comes because we're not at peace. See, when you're believing God and when you're one-on-one with God, it brings peace and joy. When you're not in faith, when you lose hope, it's, it's like a depressing presence that's hanging over you. And you just want to just disappear from the, the face of the earth for a while. And so we need to be sure that we stay in faith and stay in hope. And don't let the devil steal what he see he's trying to steal your hope. And the rest is up to us. We do the rest. Amen. And so we need to stay close to God, stay in the faith of God, and moreover, stay in the love of God. If we lose everything else, we need to keep reminding ourselves that God loves us. Amen. And he would not allow us to suffer these things. Amen. He's coming for your word. He's coming for everything. Maybe it's just not time. Now, if if you have done, you know, you need to do a checks and balance system, and if you feel like you've done everything that God has told you to do and you still don't see things coming, then go back to God. Go back to his presence and say, God, you know, I'm going with a repentant heart, not, well, I, you know, with that bad attitude because you can't bluff God. And just say, God, what is it that I didn't do? Or if it's not time yet, just let me know or... Say something. God will give you so many um, confirmations. You know, he'll speak to you through the TV, through a passing truck, a car, He, you know, a passing sign, a billboard sign. He speaks to us in first one way and then another. But he will let you know if you stay close to him and stay one-on-one with him, he'll let you know what's going on so you won't be in the dark because God loves us that much. Amen. So when you stop believing, you become miserable and angry and distant from God. But the thing about it is you have no peace and no patience. That goes out the window, amen. No rest. And you know, the Bible says to come unto me, all of you who are heavily laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. And see, this is the burden from trying to do it ourselves. The burden of thinking that we're wrong or thinking that we messed up or thinking that it's too late because we messed up. And that's how the devil gets most of us. Well, I messed up already. I might as well mess up real good. Amen. So when you stop believing, it's it's just a bad time. You don't want communication with anybody except the devil. You know why? Because he keeps feeding you wrong things and we start... Nibbling at it little bit by little bit until we look up and we're so far away from God it just shocks us, amen? And so but we have to start to trust God. Stay with him, even though we fail, and we will fail. And he expects us to fail. Repent and get back in the position, in the right position with God, so he can start to lift these burdens and give us faith and give us hope for the future. Amen. Because we will see the salvation of the Lord. We'll we'll run into peace and and patience again. We'll run into that rest that we need to finish this course. So let's go to Romans fifteen. We will finish the course. Amen. Well amen, Shirley. <laughs> I preach to me. Amen. We will fin I will finish the course. See y'all on the turn. Romans 15 Verse 13 It says now may the God of hope See he's a God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace In believing So when you believe is joy and peace When you are in faith When you believe God With childlike faith and just tell yourself every day, well, God, if you said you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And I'm just expecting you to do it. And maybe you don't feel like that, but we don't go by how we feel. In fact, we need to just detach ourselves from our feelings. Because feelings get you in trouble. Now, feelings can be good because God gave them to us for a purpose. But you don't wager your feelings against what God has promised. Amen. Because it won't work. It's not a good wager. But we, we, we the, the, the just shall live by faith. And not judge life or judge where we are according to how we feel about something. Because feelings will get you in trouble if you allow them to. Amen. So may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So in other words in believing there's joy and peace that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So another this is another thing we need to let the Holy Spirit help us. See, we're so used to doing things on our own. Everything we got to do, we got we think we don't have to do nothing. All we have to do is stand. And what does that word stand mean? Believe. Believe. No matter what it looks like, stand and believe. And don't change. Amen. Don't change courses. Don't pay attention to what's going on in the natural. But look at God and and how he's never let you down before. You know, every time we get to a plateau and it looks like trouble, we think, oh, God's going to fail me. You, We face bigger crisis in the past. And he came through for us. And so what we need to do is just trust him for this one thing that we think is, see, the devil blows things up in our minds so big. And we honor that, and we shouldn't. And so we need to trust God because he's the one that put place the promise in your heart. You know, when you look at sometimes you can just do a self-analysis on yourself and come up with, I'm crazy, I need to stop this. I repent. I'm getting back on course with God. Amen. Because you can figure most of this stuff out that, that's happening in our lives. And we'll come up with, this is me doing all of this drama. <laughs> because God is still, his, his word is still good. Just because we got out of faith. Doesn't mean that the word is not good, but when we get out of faith, somehow we, we just push back from God. But we're miserable and we're not happy, you know, because we are spiritual beings and we have Christ in us. Our, our being, our whole, we, is not happy when we're not in faith. You know, when you leave, Someone to the Lord. When you go and pray with somebody, isn't that about the best feeling you can have? It's because it's conducive to how we are, to how we were made, how we were created. And so we weren't created to be people of of uh, rebellion. And people who don't receive what God has and, and people who just don't uh, submit to God. That's not a natural habitat for us. You know what I'm saying? It's not natural. It's natural for us to trust, believe, believe. Have peace, have joy. These things are natural. All of the fruits of the Spirit is a natural habitat for us simply because of who we are and whose we are. Amen? And so we need to learn how to trust that place instead of trusting this unbelief, this place of of defeat, and this place of anger and destruction. That's not our place. And it's not for us. And so, if we would learn how to just trust God and whatever it is that He's doing, we won't understand everything. So, stop trying. Because, see, really, that's reasoning in our minds what we think is supposed to happen according to what we see in the natural. We can't do that. We got to hang those boots up. Amen. Those are shady boots. And we have to put on the, the, our robe of righteousness and start to get in God's corner. And stay in his space. Stay with his thinking. You know, where his promises are sure. And we have faith and hope and expectation. That only comes from being in our rightful habitat. Amen? And not staying over on the devil's turf. Because that stuff would drive you nuts. You just have to re- just hang it up and say, you know what, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe, I'm going to get back over where it was better for me. You know, where your mind didn't play so many tricks on you. You know, it's a bad place because it's not for us. But what's for us is what God has promised. Amen. Did I finish reading? Fifteen thirteen. Yeah. And so it says, abound in hope by the power of Of the Holy Spirit. Abound in hope. Abound in hope. Don't lose hope. Amen. When you believe God. It lifts your head. When you believe God. You're feeling like you're back in the saddle again. So to speak. You know. And you take control of your failures. You know. And you take. And then you do something about it. And you no longer are down like on the bottom of the totem pole. But you feel like you've climbed a few high, feet high. You know. And so we need to continue to lift our heads. You know. Because God is not in this this shame and this regret. He's in, in the future. In what God, he has promised us. He's in um, the promises. You know. And he wants to give us Everything that he's promised, but we, he has to do such surgery on us. It takes time. Amen. And so we need to learn how to uh, go to God and and repent and get back in his, um, on his side of the the track, I'm going to say. Where we're believing and expecting, you know, we repent and we get back with God where we're comfortable. You know, that's a comfortable place where God is. And it's not all of this strife and this pulling and tugging and feeling like you got to do everything yourself. You know, let the Holy Spirit help you. Amen. You know, allow him to work on the inside of you and give you peace. Hallelujah. Believing God takes you out of the carnal realm. And that's somewhere we sometimes don't want to leave. We don't want to leave the carnal realm. Because in the carnal realm, we have control. We have the driver's seat. And we don't like relinquishing that to God. To but we have to let these things go and allow him to take first place and be the lead, like in a dance. <laughs> let him lead us and stop stepping on his toes. Amen. But follow With clear, concise concise instructions and follow that and be satisfied with what God is doing because He knows what He's doing. Amen. He knows what's best for us. So stay in the place of the spiritual realm where we can witness His glory. You cannot witness His glory in a natural place. Amen. Amen. So when we only believe... We can be effective for winning souls. If you're not in faith, you don't win souls. You don't feel like it because you're in the carnal realm where that's not important. You know, somebody else will do it, or I'm not an evangelist, or that's not my call. But it's everyone has that, you know, um, you know, that mandate to go ye and preach to all the the world. And so it is for us to do, but who, who, how many of you have ever gone and went won a soul for Christ or ministered to somebody when you were down and discouraged and depressed? I doubt many. Because you're not really on God's team at that time. Because you're you're trying to be responsible and figure out what you did wrong. Amen. And the devil's pulling a number on you. And so what we need to do is allow God to keep us encouraged. You know, repent and go before him. Stay in his in His um, presence. And the Bible says you'll have joy. In his presence there's fullness of joy. Stay in his presence and you'll get the instructions that you need. He'll tell you things. You know, things that, that you thought were one way can turn around and and be another way when you consult him because you get out of the, the carnal realm and get in the presence of God where everything's love, peace, joy. You know, I'm not trying to sound like the 60s, but I'm for real, you know. Peace, love, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We need to learn how to walk in the Spirit. If we walk in the Spirit, our situation would look half bad. Amen. But when you look through carnal eyes and you're not believing God, then things look so bad you see no hope. And so we need to drop that and start to trust God. Amen. And not lose our joy and peace. Only believe. Amen. Only believe. So let's go to Hebrews 4. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4, verse 3. And it says, for we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Amen. And I think this is something from Exodus. uh, And it's concerning Israel. But. It says, um, also the works were finished from the foundation of the world for for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place they shall not enter my rest. Amen. Because of unbelief. But if we are believing and trusting in God, we'll do exactly what God did and rest. Amen. We'll move into a place of rest that only God can give. Not only is it a place where God, God um, he stopped his work on that day of rest. But we, do you know we can live that way while we're doing things that we need to get done? Because rest is not only a physical thing it 's a mental thing and it 's a spiritual thing too amen and so we can get we can get uh, jobs done or you can be on your job your 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 know, natural job and be in a place of rest that 's what i 'm trying to say you know because rest is not just having your hands stop, but rest is is a place in God. Where you know that you're not trying to accomplish anything by yourself. You know, because you know that God is with you. And you know that God is allowing you to get things done. Amen. When I get overly tired and I'm barely making it, I know I didn't let God help me. I could start off like that and then I wind up taking it over and taking on too much. Instead of, you know, listening to God that says, you don't have to get all this done today. You know, there's different kind of of ways that you can move into rest. And I think the best way to to, uh, move into a, a place of rest is to allow God to help you and dictate what you should and shouldn't be doing. Some things God just didn't tell us to do. But it's a place where you can... Can keep God on the phone, <laughs> you know, short, short, uh, short accounts with God, or keep God close to you, where you don't know, overdo, and it's a it's a, a way of thinking, and it's a mindset. Also, I think um, you know where we you know we allow God's help. Allow God to help us so we don't move into a place of anxiety or agitation. And so we need to allow God to, um, to rest, even if we have to go back and remind us that Jesus rested on the seventh day. You know, if we have to do that, we, there's something that has to kick in to remind us that we need to get into the rest of God, not just a natural Rest but a, a, a spiritual rest where God is and he does all the hard work and we just allow it to happen. Amen. And then we're trusting him and we're okay with what he's doing. Sometimes we want to take the reins from God and just do it ourselves because we don't even trust God to do a good job. Amen. And so we have to move in, in, into a place where we believe the word of God. Amen. And that we trust it and trust God that he's telling us the the right thing, amen, amen. and then we'll see the manifestations of god's glory we stay we 'll see the manifestations of god's glory when we're doing things his way amen, when we're praying right, when we're um, picking up uh, no burdens, but picking up the word of God and, and just allowing that word to work for us. There's so many ways to fall out of God's, um, how can I say it, fall out of where God wants you to be. And we just continue to pick things up, take things back from God. Are y'all here? Yeah. It's taking them back. We give it to him and we take it back. But I believe there's a place in God where we can not pick that up again and just trust him totally. you know. And then when, when we need rest, he give us rest. He move us into a place of, of obedience and submission Where we just accept his rest, because sometimes we fight against it all the time, amen? But if our supervisor tells us, take a break now, just take two breaks, we run and take that break. But we need to, we need to downplay the natural and, and, Lift our heads, amen, toward God and trust him to give us whatever it is we need. Whether it's rest or whether we need to go back and pray or whatever it is that we need to do. We need to trust God to do it, amen, because he will never let us down. So, we will see the manifestations of God's glory. But we have to trust no matter what we see or no matter how we feel. We must trust God. You know, the centurion believed with no prior evidence. He believed. He believed God so much so he says, you don't have to come to my house. Just send your word. Amen. Amen. And he knew that he wasn't that close to God where God could be invited to his house at any time. He says, just send your word. And we need to be like that. You know, and I know if we work at it, we we can find that place with God. Amen. Let's go to Matthew 8:13. Matthew 8:13. Let's read about the centurion. We know the story, but let's just get a little bit And in 6, it says here, Lord, my servant is laying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. And let's see, let's go down to verse 13. It says, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. And as you have believed, see there's that word believed, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Amen. And so all we have to do, you know, we like to dress things up and make things sound all ooey and gooey. It's just childlike faith. Amen. And this is all God requires for His glory, for us to see his glory, is to just to believe what he has said he's going to do. Amen. Hallelujah. John 11. Let's go there. Just trying to encourage you, wherever you are, even if you failed, amen, you can get back up and get back on the glory trail by just believing God. Amen. And repent, God, I'm sorry I, I got ahead of you or I got anxious, I, didn't, I fell out of faith, I fell out of trust. But, you know, I, I know that I, that wasn't right and I want to get back on the faith wagon or whatever. You know, talk to God like he's your friend because he is. And I'm telling you, you repent and you get right back where you were, believing and trusting in God. Amen. Amen hallelujah so let's see John eleven thirty, and it says um, yeah this is about uh, I think it's Mary and Martha yeah about Lazarus and they, they told Jesus if you had been here my brother would have been alive but these family members were moved by emotion and hype more than faith amen And that's how we are. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in a place where Martha met him. And then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out. Now that was the first problem right there. Unbelievers in the house. Amen. Amen. They followed her, saying, she is going to the tomb to weep there. <laughs> then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, you know they were going to weep, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. What do you think he was troubled about? Unbelief. Unbelief. You're right. Troubled about unbelief. Amen. He says, um, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Amen. I think he wept for a couple reasons. See, Jesus has all compassion. I think he was compassionate. Uh, full of compassion on what they were going through, because he loved, um, you know, Lazarus. He loved his sisters. He and he doesn't like it when we hurt. So I think he was, he was moved with compassion on that. But moreover, I think he was moved with uh, um, the fact that they didn't trust him to come and do what he was going to do. Amen. Nobody, they thought it was all over, thought it was too late. So anyway, I guess that's a matter of, of opinion. I'm not sure. 36 says, when the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? See, religion. And then Jesus came groaning in himself, came to the tomb, and it was a cave and a stone a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Mary, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? See, when we believe, we see the glory. When we believe, we see the glory. Hallelujah. 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Amen. See, giving thanks is all, it always heals. Giving thanks always gets the job done. 42. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And see, he spoke, I believe, with resurrection power in his voice. The same power that we have in our declaration. This is why we need to declare. Amen. Declare a thing. And I believe this is all he was doing. Is declaring a thing. Amen. 44, and he, and he who had died came out. Bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. And so, I believe that God wants us to be let go of our grave clothes. He wants us to, grave clothes I believe can be depression, bad attitude, no hope, amen, Uh, not in faith, Not believing God. Being bound. And he said to let him go. Amen. Loose him and let him go. And I believe he was making a declaration to the devil. Not only these people. But to the devil to let him go. Amen. And so Jesus, I believe, allowed him to die so that he could resurrect Lazarus. Because he wanted to show his power and his glory. Because he had already told these people, didn't I say that you were supposed to only believe? And so he wanted to show his glory. And so I think he took his time so that he would be able to show The power of God, amen. Amen. I remember that story with, about Smith Wigglesworth. People kept calling him, your wife's sick, your wife's sick, she needs to go to the hospital. And he said, okay, and he kept doing what God told him to do, and I think it was some days later he finally went home and she died, and he went there and resurrected her and kept moving. You know, Because, you know, when you are listening and obeying the voice of God, he won't let you down. But you have to have faith in what God is telling you to do. And you can't do that if you're in the carnal realm. You have to be in the spirit realm where God is, where you can get uh, instructions from him so that you can do the works of him that sent you. And I believe it works every time. You know, God doesn't let you down. Jesus is... You know, he had all power, and he said he was obeying the Father. Amen. And so I think that he took his time on purpose. Amen. Amen. I believe he wept out of great compassion, but he also wept because of unbelief. Amen. And so I think their lack of faith saddened him. Lazarus died to be resurrected and to prove the faith of Jesus. So Jesus' faith was proven. Just like Abraham's faith was proven and accounted to him as righteousness, David's faith was proven by the lion's den. Our faith, how will we ever know if our faith measures up? If we don't stick our necks out there and, or our faith out there and trust God, obey him, and do what God has told us to do. See, part of us doesn't want to look stupid in, in case this don't work. But see, this is not a in case this don't work. It'll always work. I mean, God's word always worked. This is not, it's already been t- tried and true. I mean, tested and proven. This is not something that God is is testing on us. And so we can't look at it like if this don't work. I used to think like that. Well, what if this don't work? Well, what if it do? It It, it will always work. Because God has ordained it and he sealed it with an oath and a promise that this will work. His word works all the time. And so we need to trust his word and trust the works, his works, enough to maybe put ourselves out there and look stupid. For the sake of the gospel. Amen. Amen. And if lack of faith causes it not to work. Get back in there and try it again with more faith. Amen. Get in your word. Pray in your secret place. You know. And and I believe that we will see more of God's glory. The more glory that's on us. And the more glory that is on us. Is the glory that we receive from being in the presence of God. Where the glory is. Amen. If you want the glory, go where the glory is. Y'all know what I'm saying? It's just time for the church to be a powerful, um, full of strength church that we are. But we can't get it in the natural realms, being so carnal. But we have to get in the face of God and get what we need To sustain us and many more because there's other people involved in what we do. Amen. God wants us to heal, lay hands on the sick. He wants us to lead people to the Lord. And and he wants us to show others that don't know him his glory. And how will that ever happen if we don't trust him enough to obey him, stay in his presence until the glory follows us like Moses did. Moses said, if you don't, if you don't, your glory, if, if it doesn't come with me, I'm not going to do this, God. But I need your glory to be with me so that we can see signs and wonders. And so, but see, Moses was in God's face all the time, unlike us. But we need to start being more, um, you know, we need to start to be in God's face more not with a complaint but in his face you know receiving truth and receiving all that he has for us we just need to make more time for God and I'm telling you God's going to have the last word sometimes we can't see it because we're absent from his presence but I'm telling you the more you get in His presence, the more glory is on you, and, and it, it helps your faith. It, it sweetens the pot when it comes to faith, amen? And the more faith you have, the e- easier your life is. You don't, things happen, and you just, I'm not saying it won't concern you, but you know that God has an answer. You just know He has an answer, amen? And so, you know, we need to take time and set it aside for God. And it's not that you need to just go and do an hour and, and, and do all of this stuff. It's, it, it, God responds to your heart's cry. He responds to you and who you really are and who you are to him and who you want him to be in your life. And so we need to um, take time address him more and just take just like every everyday small thing issues take them to God you're not bothering him you know and we need to trust him more and we need to hear what he his opinion is about some of these things instead of asking man all the time what they think because they man can't can't help us really I mean it's good to have a relationship with people but ultimately we need to go to God and we need to get hear his instructions and hear his opinion on some things because you'd be surprised at some of the things he tell us don't do and then some things he'll say do it and you look look like I can't do that (laughs) you you know (laughs) but he's here to help us and so we we just need to go to God more Because he wants to. He cares about even the smallest things. Amen. I believe that Jesus told Lazarus, you can die another day. But not today. Amen. Today is not your day to die. Hallelujah. So take off them doom and gloom clothes. You know, that cloak of death. No life. No uh, expectation. You know, nothing that connects with God. Take that off and put on your spiritual clothes. Amen? Amen. Stop running around naked and put on your spiritual clothes where you can stay connected to God and walk in faith and expectation and walk in abundance. There is a better life for us. Amen. Yeah. But we're going to have to let the flesh go. Yeah. Because that does nothing but separate us from the promises of God. Yeah, those promises are going to look further and further away if we don't start to walk in the spirit and stop walking in the flesh. Stop being in the flesh. There's nothing for us there. Amen. Because we're not fleshly beings. We're spiritual beings. So walk in that life. Walk in that place where God is. he puts everything on the inside of us to feel comfortable walking in the spirit. And not in the flesh. That's not who we are. So lift up your heads. And get into faith. And only believe. Only believe. God's word is final. And we need to remind ourselves of that. And The devil can't change what God is going to do. And see, he can only mess with what's in between the prayer and, the, and his finality, the devil gets in between there and try to make it look like God doesn't know what he's doing and and he needs our okay see the the devil needs uh, our support so that he can make God out of a liar he can't do it without us amen. And so we need to stop helping him and help ourselves by trusting and believing God. Amen. Because his word is final. Amen. The word of God is sealed with an oath. Oh, I, I just love that. Sealed with an oath and a promise. A great part of faith is to hold God accountable for his own words. Hold God accountable for what he said. And you don't do it with a nasty attitude, but you say, God, you promised. Did you not tell me? You know, and you go to Him and then He'll give you strength and He'll increase your, your strength. He'll increase your faith. He'll increase this and He'll get rid of this doubt and unbelief if you allow Him to do. But you got to take that to Him. But we must allow God to be held accountable. For being God. Yeah. This word is His. It's, the, you know what the devil will do to us? He'll try to make us think this was all our idea. God, It's God's idea anyway. See, when we start thinking that we can't have something, that's when you know that God, the devil, is trying to make us think it, it's coming from us. It ain't coming from us. Amen. Promises come from God. Amen. But have you ever felt that way? Like I'm trying to hold on and I'm struggling, trying to get this to happen. And then, but the responsibility is on us. When the devil did that, God, this is God's. It's His plan, His purpose. You know, He's purpose. He's purpose in Him, within Himself, to give us all things pertaining to life and godliness. It did It's not our idea. But the devil will try to make us feel responsible. Amen. And you know why he wants us to feel responsible for everything? So he can make us try to make it come to pass. See what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, number one, it's not coming from us. You know what's coming from us? Stuff. Get a clue. When it's all about things, I want this, I want that. That's coming from us. Now even some things, God says he'll give you the desires of your heart. But he'll give you things pertaining to life and godliness. So some things pertaining to life you need. So he'll take care of your needs. But I'm talking about all of this won't, 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 won't. You know, you see somebody else with it and you want God's not in that. And so we try to pull and we try to get that when God is not in that. Amen. But these promises that God has made made us if you can validate it in the bible it's yours you don't have to make that happen god's going to make it happen but the devil wants you to think it's up to you it's not up to you it's up to god and it's his job all we need to do is stay under god's authority in other words stay submitted to him so that he can bring these things to pass it ain't your listen it's like this you can go down the line healing ain't your idea reconciliation ain't our idea amen uh what what something else marriage ain't our idea because most people want to stay single amen it just it just mingle this stuff ain't, it ain't coming from us y'all you see what I'm trying to say it's not coming from us this is god's plan i don't know what i said but whatever mingle yeah they want to mingle they don't you know but these things are God-ordained things, so it's not, but the devil will try to make you think it's your problem and you got to make it come to pass. And then we'll start trying, and it's, it's just so, it's hard, harsh, and, and it, then you start feeling like a failure because we can't make it come to pass because it ain't God's idea and it ain't for us and God's working against it. But the devil makes you think you it's all your idea, it's not. God puts promises on the inside of us, and he will bring it to pass. But we have to trust him for these things. Because we get worn out, then we get disgusted, then we get discouraged, because we thought it was all on us to make it happen when it wasn't. The devil is dirty. And see, what his mission is, is to get you out of faith with God. So you won't trust God for any. You won't think that God wants you to have anything. And then you'll think, God is mean. Like the people in the world. God is mean. He's harsh. He's not. The Bible says he's not harsh. He's not stout. He's not, you know, a cruel person. But see, if the devil can put this stuff on your back and make you think it's up to you to make it, Work. Then you, then this is what he'll say. And everybody is is looking at you and wondering if you got faith. It's just a lie. And if they are, they need to be looking at in their own faith backyard. Where ain't nothing coming to pass either. See, you have to talk back to the devil, and, and enough of this letting him run run our lives. This has to stop. The end time church is not going to operate like this. I'm telling you, the end time church is going to be full of faith, full of power, full of boldness. Full, use this authority. Everybody keeps talking about we have or I got power and authority to do what you're doing with it. Because if it's not if that if the power of God is not on your words, then what is it for? Amen. And see, if we stay in the flesh all day long and then we want to go out and do something for God, it don't work like that. And so, you know, and the devil, here he comes again telling you, you failed, you failed, you failed, you failed. When that wasn't your idea in the first place. God put it in here. (laughs) God will bring it to pass. And the main thing that we need to do, the devil's not going to tell you, and that's trust God. And it'll happen. Get under his authority and stop doing things on your own. Stop doing what you want to do all the time and trust him to make it come. In other words, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. And this is why he don't flee because people are submitted to the devil in his ways. Because they they think that they're carrying something out that God has put in front of them. To work and God's got to work that thing. And we have to stop working against Him. Amen. And so we need to wisen up. I have one more scripture Acts 16. Know in whom you're believing. Know that God wants to give us all things pertaining to life and godliness. He loves us. And he's not trying to take anything away from us. He's trying to get something to us. He's saying have childlike faith and only believe. Amen. And when it's hard, tell God, you know, God, I'm trying to believe with all my might. And it just seems so hard. Can you please help me? Amen. God's not letting anybody down at all. He doesn't let people down. But he encourages us. Look, God is going to have his way in our lives and we will see the finality of his plan. His per we will see it. Amen. Uh, amen. It's because that's what the word says. It's not because this is what I think. This is what I read. Amen. And and so we need to trust in what the word says. Acts 16.31. And it says, so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and ye shall be saved and your household. Hallelujah. So in other words, the same belief system or the same faith it took for your salvation is the same faith or belief that it takes to get a miracle from God, to see God's glory you saved. Is anybody in here saved? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. If you saved, it took faith to get saved. That same faith will get you a miracle. The same faith. This same faith will get you a miracle. Whether it's financial, uh, you know, marriage, um, whatever it is. If you need a large sum of money, this same faith, the faith that it took for you to trust that Jesus is the Son of God. He died on that cross for your sins because he loved you. He died for the sins of the world. You know, whatever you said at the time of salvation, that's the same faith and power it takes to get you a miracle. It's nothing different. Nothing different. But it seems so different, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I got saved, but you don't understand. All of this is stacked against me. It's not stacked nowhere but up here in your mind. Because the devil, the devil put it there. See, our yoke is, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. It's only heavy when we pick it up. Keep giving it back to God. Say, God, I'm sorry I took it again, but I know this is your thing. It ain't mine. Amen. Amen. It's, it's, it's our thing to stay in faith and see to it that, and, and get our hearts changed. See, we need to work on our hearts, and we still need God to do that too. He's a heart changer and a heart fix, fixer, but we have to submit to Him still so that he'll work on our hearts and get us changed. A lot of us know we need to change, but we think it's okay to stay like we are. It's not because it's like this. God wants us to change so that he can give us Why would he He doesn't want you to chase away the promise. <laughs> Amen. He wants us to work with what he's doing. And so, of course, he wants us to change. He wants us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We got our part to play. But you know what? Our part seems to me, and I'm going through from experience and from people and praying with folks, we do the job that God ain't told us to do. We're trying to get it, bring it into the earth, and make sure it happened when God is saying, fix your heart. That's what you need to be doing. You understand what I'm saying? Do the things that you can do, which is you. We are responsible for us. Amen. God's given us the tools. We're responsible for how we think. We're responsible for the things we do. God is not going to do that for us. But see, we don't do that stuff. We're busy trying to make a a glory fall. That's God's job. You know, it's his job to make something change in the course of 24 hours. It's one way, one day, and change the next. That's God's job. We can't do that. But we pick up this stuff and we think we can do it instead of us changing how we think, changing how we treat people, changing how we talk to people. We can change them things. We need to work on us, because those are our responsibility, not trying to move the earth and change things and make it look different in a day. That's God's thing. We try to pick up the heavy burden, and God is saying, submit to me all of you who are burdened and heavily laden, and I'll give you rest. But he's saying, but do something about what I have commanded you to do. You know, there's Tools that God has given us to work with to change us, to be transformed, to renew our mind, to think differently, to refute all of these questions and these uh, things that, that the devil puts in our minds to make us argue the things of God. Only we can change that. You understand what I'm saying? And so if we would change what we can change, what God has told us, because we're responsible for who we are and what we think, how we think, and what we believe. If we change those things and allow God to do His job, it's to send His glory. When we believe, then we will be satisfied. People, we will be out there doing the work of Him that sent us while it's day. And we wouldn't be wasting time trying to change things we cannot change because that's God's job. In other words, we're to try to do God's job instead of doing what God has told us to do. And that is to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen. And so there's certain things we can do and there's certain things God must do and we have to give him the permission to do it. Amen. So the same faith it took for salvation is the same miracle-working faith that it takes to bring any victory into this world. Anything, anything, any miracle is done by this same faith. Now, does it have to be enhanced and, you know, seed-sown and watered and cultivated? Yes, it does. By, By reading the word, being in the right place at the right time. Not... Not being on your assignment. See, all of these things are for us. They're not for God and they're not for anybody else. They're for us. And these are the things that keep us in faith. Amen. Uh Being, uh you know, getting the right teaching and doing these things. These things are for us. And this is what keeps us in faith. So we need to start to declare God's glory. And not our own false declarations, you know with no faith on it. See that's the problem. Most of the things we say have no faith on it. It's just something that the religious people say, these little jargons. You know how how it is. I can't even think of none. What is it? Yeah, blessed by the best, no stress, I guess. Me and you going west, whatever it is. <laughs> no no faith on it at all. Yeah, blessed and highly favored of the Lord. That's just stuff we say. You know, but God wants us to really be changed. Because I'm telling you, true saints don't say that kind you know. uh, I know we all play and say it. But, you know, when you're talking to people, you got to watch that stuff. Because there's no faith on it. But faith has to be on what you say. That miracle working faith. Amen. So we we need to start declaring out of God's glory, not of our own false testaments. (laughs) Now, in God's glory, what is is his unlimited resources? See, God's glory is what we need for miracles because it's his unlimited resources. Amen. So we can't call what God has and what he doesn't have just by that, just by knowing that. It's his best and his highest level of everything. That's his glory. We need to keep God's presence on what we do and expect. Keep his presence on it by staying in his presence. And stay in his presence and expect God to give us rest and freedom from concern. Amen. God's peace and rest Will be upon us when we trust and rely. So the key thing is to trust and rely on God. And he will give us rest. He'll, thank you. He'll give us peace. And he'll bless us. Amen. Thank you child. And he He won't let us down. God won't let us down. But we got to believe on him. And just like to have childlike faith. Only believe. Only believe. Don't question. Don't... um And see, this is a thing, you know you religious when you start debating, reasoning. God's not in that stuff. It's already been decided. If you think about that, if you're smart, you think about it's already been decided. God already wrote the book, so it ain't up for discussion. Amen. You know, those Pharisees didn't like Jesus. And when he raised Lazarus from the dead, they had something to say about that. And they said this. They said, we didn't read it, but it's in the same chapter. She said, They said, if we keep letting him do this, then people will start believing on him. Isn't that something? Instead of believing the priest. So they went and they consulted the Sanhedrin or the consul of the churches to find out. This is why, because see, religion hates signs and wonders. Hate it. telling you. Religion hates signs and wonders. Always want to question it and talk about it. And this is what these men were doing. And they didn't like Jesus because he was the sign and the wonder. And he did signs and wonders. And this is why they killed him. Because they didn't like him. Because they hate signs and wonders. They like the false. They like the fake. Don't be like that. Amen. Desire the true. The truth. Desire the real. And reject the false. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And allow yeah. God to arise. I mean, you know, we're getting down to the wire where you need to let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. And, and want the things and tell the devil, I'm getting this. Yeah. And, and you know, make sure God wants you to have it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Don't try to get something you can't afford. Because yeah. yeah. God can give you better. Yeah. Stay in your league. Yeah. But desire better because you can have it. Amen. Desire better, but get it God's way because you don't want, you don't want the, you know, you just don't want what comes with it if it's not God. But you want what God has for you, and the devil's going to try to stop you, but guess what? He can't stop you. But if you believe, only believe. And, and trust God for what you need. It'll surely come. Amen. Amen. Alright, well we'll stop. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we bless and lift you up in Jesus name. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for the simplicity of the word that just